It creeps and crawls across your face. You sit up and look across this space. A wolf howls lonely in the night. You face the dark without a fright. What spooky tale awaits you here? Stand strong, my love, without a fear. A vampire might be at your door or something tapping under the floor. Take my hand, I'll be your guide. After dark, we will ride. Hello, friends. Hello, and welcome back to the second part of our slumber party. So this is two things here. This is an After Dark series episode. But if you were participating in the slumber party experiential, which started over on YouTube, um, the first video for that is a card reading for the inner child. What does your inner child need? And that was our slumber party weekend experiential, like first video. So you're getting to my house and you're settling in Saturday morning. And we did a little reading to talk about our inner child, talked about the purpose of the experiential and what you could expect to happen um, from it energetically, like how the, when you participate in my experientials, and there's more than one, um, and if you're interested in any of those, if they're, if you're on YouTube, they're in playlists over on YouTube, there's one for Kilimanjaro, there's one for 555, um, Miracles Workshop Experiential, um, and there's also, if you're listening on the podcast somewhere else, I do have those in playlists on um, Spotify, if you want to listen over there. But with the experientials, um, if you're not familiar, once you kind of say yes, that you want to be a part of it, then the energies of that experiential kind of meld themselves um, into your, your daily life during the time of the um, experiential workshop or the interactive play. I like that better, interactive play. So for this particular one, the focus is on a slumber party weekend. And if you decide to partake in the whole thing, you kind of have the vibe and the energies of what comes up in the experiential happening around you in your everyday life um, just because you've stepped into this energetic container. So I think a lot of people, I said this in the, the first video, I was like, I think a lot of people like don't really get it yet. Like how it really, I don't really think that you get it. Um, the multidimensionality of it. I think some of you do, but I think for others, you're still kind of trying to figure out like, what does she really mean that it follows me around? Um, but without getting too much more into that, I do want to kind of do our, this is our Saturday night um, episode and there were two things that I wanted to do for this one. 
Um, I was going to film it as a video, but it's just too dark and I didn't like the lighting. But I am in my pajamas with my fuzzy socks. I did say I was going to pull out a sleeping bag for this sleepover because this is the this is our night where we're like playing playing games and doing things. And I will say that from the video that I recorded this morning talking about the inner child play, um, a lot of things came up in this thing about um, needing to rest as well and recharge. It wasn't just all like playing, playing around and acting like, you know, acting like your inner child. Um, <laughs> we had two or three cards come out talking about needing to recharge. Um, so the rest of my day, what kind of followed me around in the container of the slumber party was um, I really felt very tired after I did the video. I even like fell asleep during my meditation time, which I hardly, during the day, like never happens to me. Um, and then I felt very sleepy, but I just kind of, for whatever reason, pushed past it. Like when I wanted to like lay down and go to take a nap, I couldn't. So I did get up and go run a couple of errands. And then I went to, with my son to a pumpkin patch and we chose, this <laughs> was kind of funny because we chose a pumpkin, but um, we chose like a really ugly pumpkin. Like my son is like, no one's gonna want this pumpkin mom. And I'm like, okay, we're gonna take this one. And um, it was so funny because it's it was a church um, just up the street from me. One of the churches here has like a pumpkin patch every year. So it was a church thing. And the lady that was, it was like, um, like the pumpkin was like double what I would normally pay for it, but the, what the extra money kind of went towards the church and like, so that was part of like my tithing that I did, but um, went towards the church and it's, you know, whatever they do, <laughs> whatever they're doing over there. But uh, it was so funny because <laughs> she picked up the pumpkin and she's like, this looks like a witch's pumpkin. And I was like, what? in my mind, I just kind of laughed like, oh, what are you trying to say? Of course it's a witch's pumpkin. Why did, why do you think I chose it? Um, so maybe later on I'll take a picture and post it or in my shorts or whatever on YouTube. But I just thought that was so funny because I'm like, yes, it is a witch's pumpkin. <laughs> hey, hello. <laughs> but it was really funny. So we have two things I wanted to play with tonight as part of the Saturday night sleepover section. Um, and so you may want to join me and put on your PJs and snuggle up in a warm blanket. I don't know. It's, it, got, it got cooler here um, the past day since like yesterday. So tonight it's going to be like low 50s, which for me is already like feeling cold. <laughs> We're sitting outside at sundown with my son and he's like fine. And I said, I'm already so cold. And he, I had like arm warmers and a vest and like almost like fuzzy socks. And I said, I'm, I love this weather, but it already makes me feel like I'm so freezing. So join me. I should go get the rest of my hot chocolate, but I didn't even finish it. We had hot chocolate this morning on the video and I never finished it. And I sit it in the fridge and I said I was going to reheat it later and I never came back to it. But the two things we were going to, the two things I want to do just as part of this fun play, inner child play, is um, the Merlin's Magic Potion that Merlin is coming in or stepping in to help us craft, if you want to do the craft, the craft. 
And then I'm going to read you a spooky after dark um, story that I've been holding on to for quite some time. Um, and now I feel like it's just the right time to bring it out and uh, play with it a little bit. So if you want to do the craft, this is, I am calling in, so I'm going to wrap a song in love light and light love. Because the other thing that came out this morning was trickster energy kind of being around. And I have, I think it's because um, a lot of the planets are, right now when I'm recording this, are coming out of their retrograde. And so there's just kind of a lot of like, like chaotic kind of energy is that everything kind of shifts, shifts in a sense. Um, I just felt that around me and like things were falling and I... Um, stuff was getting caught and I went to pick up something from a shelf somewhere and everything, uh, this basket, and everything fell out of it onto the floor. And then I was eating my dinner and whatever I was eating, something sharp was in there like a bone or I don't know what it was really. It was, I don't know what I, I swallowed like something really sharp. And I was like, oh, what is this in my food? Um, so it was really kind of weird. So I am going to wrap a song in love light and light love calling in my spirit guide team and asking Merlin to join us all in this sacred space. Just taking a deep breath. And I actually do have like a lot, that same blue light I had on for our um, video this morning. I still have that blue light. So my room is completely dark with a blue light and then I also have a red light on. And my wireless mic actually has a little blue light on it and that is glowing very blue as well so for the crafting if you want to we'll, we'll share with you right now Merlin will share with you what he wants you to do and if you want to participate in that you can pause this episode this podcast or the and just pause the audio get your stuff and come back and join us here so he wants you to have a clear a clear bottle, which I know we typically don't do if we're crafting um, potions or essences or, or elixirs or whatever. Like typically, we you know we put them into like dark bottles or whatever. But he said there's magic inside, so he wants you to be able to see it. Um, so I want you to find a something clear that you can do this in. And there's a couple of different options that he is bringing up. Um, if you want to do this as a potion that you can ingest then he is suggesting this is going to be a short-lived this is not going to be a potion that you like keep on the shelf forever like you're going to want to use it right away but um, if it's a potion um, then you are going to get the clear a clear bottle and um, either way I guess you want to have some um, spring water he's calling for spring water and he asked us to have um, a blank piece of paper and a pen or pencil or something to write with so that we could jot down the, um, the ingredients. So he was going to give us the main ingredients for this potion and then he is going to intuitively give each of you your own individual ingredient. So, Merlin, is this something you would ingest? Okay, if you want to, you can, but he would, he would then only give you ingredients 
the, the ingredient that you would actually add, you would have to be like something food grade. Um, so if he gives you like an essential oil or something, I don't know what he's going to tell you to put in it. It could be anything. Um, but just make sure that that's food grade and something you can actually ingest. Um, because really, I think that what we're crafting here is an essence because some of the ingredients that he's already shared with me would be nothing that you could find anywhere in these modern times. So we're going to have to tap into the spirit essence of these things, um, which means this is what we're going to do. So let's get our bottle with our spring water. And we're calling this Merlin's Magic. And he is, as part of this exercise, going to want you to craft your own little label for that um, so you can make it as ornate and magically artfully delicious as you want or you can just like you don't have to do anything if you don't want to um, or you can make you know a, a label that is befitting of <laughs> this wizardly potion that he's going to give you um, I don't have any stick on labels so usually what I do there just as a suggestion is I'll get like a little piece of paper and I'll just draw on it whatever I'm gonna draw on it, and then I'll just, you know, um, tape it, like put, um, what do I put, like packing tape or something to like tape the whole thing down so it's kind of laminated like, um, like a label, like a sticky label. Okay, so Merlin, he's calling for spring water. And this is going to be an essence in the sense that here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna take your piece of paper and your writing instrument and we are calling in the magic of this Merlin's magic potion. And I'm gonna be jotting down these myself. Excuse me. And he's going to be telling us the ingredients for our essence. So you're going to fill your container, your little clear bottle or whatever it is with your spring water. And then we are going to write down on our paper with our magical pen and paper, the ingredients. And then you're going to set your bottle on top of the paper with the ingredients on it. And then um, that is going to infuse um, for how long, Marlon? Three, three hours. Wow, it's very quick acting. For three hours, it will sit on the paper, but we're going to do an incantation over it first. So let's get the ingredients down. And I already know of a couple because he told me earlier and I was like, oh, well, no one can really, well, I don't even know what some of these things are. So you may want to <coughs> look up the magical essences, a magical like meanings of these things he's going to give us. But um, it doesn't really matter because when they all meld together into their, and they alchemize into their new form, it's like, um, it's, it becomes its own spiritual kind of consciousness at that point anyway. Now there is one he's telling me, and I don't know what it is, so I just want to type it in real quick. So get your pen and paper. What is this, Marilyn? I don't know what this, oh, it's a flower. Is it a flower? Yeah, it must be because it's not this dessert. <laughs> I, I kept hearing him say frangipan, and I'm like, I think that's a dessert, but he's saying frangipaning. I'm telling you, I've never heard of some of these things before. So frangipani is a plant. Plumeria, 
Okay, frangipani. You, he's calling it by some, like some ancient name. That's a beautiful flower. Frangipani smells like lush, rich floral fragrance. Frangipani flowers may smell like roses, gardenias, pineapple. Oh my goodness. Okay, it goes on and on. So on your paper, you're gonna write frangipani, and if you don't know how to spell that, you can look it up. It's F-R-A-N-G-I-P-A-N-I. So we've got frangipani. All right, Merlin, I'm a little slow today. It's evening and it's not my, <laughs> not my most alert time. All right, the next ingredient, <laughs> oh yeah, this is the next one. He's, he's just like laughing. Um, because you hear about this all the time, but he didn't say eye of newt. I'm like, really? Do people really use an eye of newt? He's like, just write that down. So eye of newt. <laughs> eye of newt. What's the eyeball? I kept wondering this morning when he told me eye of newt. I was like, you're just, that's like such a typical witch's ingredient from like an old-fashioned kind of a thing. I'm like, what's the eyeball really used for? And he's like, the sight, my dear, the sight. So I'm like, okay, the eye of newt, the frangipani. All right, how many more you got? He's got four more. Okay, so the next one is oak tree spirit. So right, oak tree spirit. Spirit of the oak tree. All right. So frangipani, eye of newt, oak tree spirit. Club moss is the next one. <laughs> Club moss. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Um, a lot of these show up in the Druid Oracle. Um, Club moss does for sure. So does oak tree. And there's no eye of Newton there. <laughs> and there's no frangip. But there is kind of a frangipani, though. It's called something else. So club moss, oak tree spirit, eye of Newt, frangipani. What else? Oh my God, okay, gnomes tears, like the gnomes, gnomes tears, holy smokes, why are they any different than anybody else's tears, oh my God, <laughs> because he's like, because gnomes cry hard, and they show a lot of emotion, and those tears are going to be really, really salty, and he wants you to have like some good salty tears, oh my God, he's killing me. Um, so frangipani, eye of newt, oak tree spirit, club moss, <laughs> gnome's tears. What else? Deer, deer spirit, deer spirit. So the spirit, so deer, the animal, deer spirit. So like the hind or the, yeah, like the very intuitive, um, doe-like. Qualities of, so this is going to give you some qualities of intuition. Um, all right. And dragons. Blood. Are you talking about real dragons blood or like the, the plant? Okay, so he said you can do either. So you can put dragon's blood and, and white plant after it, 
Or if you really want to be brave, then he said you can put dragon's blood with the intention that it is the blood, holy smokes, the blood of a dragon. Like just the little prick. Like the dragon, he said, would allow you to do that. It's not like you would be like slaying a dragon or anything. But um, wow. So if you have a dragon guide and they want to give you a little pinprick of their blood, <laughs> wow then you might want to do i have any my dragon guides that would want to do that okay well all right but we're not talking about you right now we're not talking about selkies right now so i have dartmore here with me she is our selkie guide why are you coming in when i'm talking about dragon's blood she wants to join the party love it all right so we never, we have Dartmoor wants to, yeah. We have a Selkie joining us right now. So is this it? So I'm welcoming her in. I love Dartmoor. Um, okay, so we have Spring Water, and then on your paper you have Frangipani, Eye of Newt, Oak Tree Spirit, Club Moss, Gnome's Tears, Deer Spirit, and Dragon's Blood, either the plant or the blood of one of the, es the essence of Dragon's Blood from one of your spirit guides who would be one of your dragon guides who would be willing to offer up a little pinprick of their blood for you. Now, I'm still asking, like, are any of my guides wanting to do that? Oh my God, okay, I do have one. I must really be tired because I'm hearing it as something else. Okay, so I do have one that wants to, that's willing to. So, all right, so I'll be using the real dragon's blood. So what you're going to do, you've got your spring water, you're going to seal that, you've got your paper with your stuff on it, you're going to kind of fold your little paper over and set it. I want you to set it in the window like if, if <clears throat> well, you may not be able to get like the moonlight on it if you've got clouds, but the intention is that it's in the moonlight at night. <clears throat> and he's going to lead me in this incantation that we're going to say over this potion. So... Let's do that first. So you want to hold up your hands and you're kind of just silently or out loud if you want saying this with me and we're putting this energy into this paper and into this spring water um, for this Merlin's Magic Potion. So, all right, I'm ready for you to tell me what this is. Eye of Newt and Dragon's Blood bring about all that would benefit you in this time and space looking from a holy place we craft this potion in the night we craft this potion to make it right we want to see and feel the magic inside and with this potion we will ride on the wings of magic here and about this little potion is all you'll need It isn't so rare as it may seem. This magic potion could show up in your dream. You'll never know <laughs> if you don't try to find it all, the magic inside. So 
So I see him like making a sigil over your paper. So he's giving us all the same sigil, which I thought we were gonna make our own, but now it looks like he's just sealing it, the same sigil for everybody. So I don't know if you are third eye really tuned into that and very sensitive, you may be able to see what that sigil is. All right. So you are to leave this bottle and paper in your on your windowsill for three hours. For three hours, so you'd have to do this at night. Well, I don't know. You can leave it for at least three hours. He's saying, but I think I'm going to leave mine for three days because the full moon in Aries is coming up in a few days, and um, I want mine to be out for the full moon. So Merlin's Magic Potion sealed in with the spell that felt very ambiguous to me as to what its purpose truly is for each one of you. Um, so, and that's the reason is because the magic inside is going to be different for each one of you. Um, but we have some very powerful essences. So what I would do with this is he did say he was going to give us all each our own um, our own individual thing to add to the so do we add it to the bottle or to the paper? He's saying either. So if you just want this to be an essence that you would like take ingest just the spring water, then you would intuitively receive a download of what your item is because this is going to make it personal to you. So, and then you can just write that, he's saying, on the top of the paper. So he wants you to, the ingredients that he gave, you fold that paper over, he puts the sigil on top, and then he's going to tell you your personal master ingredient. You'll write that on the top of the paper, and <laughs> you'll seal it with a smile, and then you'll leave it on your windowsill with the bottle. So the essence of that will infuse into the spring water. And then you can choose to use it either as a spray if you want to. You can um, put a few drops, you know, in your water, or you can put a few drops under your tongue. It's just water. Um, so it sounds like he's not really saying you have to add anything to the water itself, unless you really want to. Unless your ingredient seems like something that you would want to put in the water and, and use. Um, so as just as an example, if it was like peppermint essential oil you could put a little bit of that in your spring water um, as long as it's like food grade edible you know peppermint essential oil or something like that you know and then he's like get creative with it if you want to put some crystals around it that's entirely up to you um, if you want to put plant material around it whatever you want to do to make it personally yours and um, he's like, you'll, you just can then use it whenever you are feeling kind of low or you're like, you need a little bit more magic in your, in your day. You can like spray it around. You can like use it like a per perfume. See, we were going to do like a perfume too, which was another good one. So if you wanted to do this like a um, intention perfume, you could get, instead of a spring water, you could get a, um, an oil, <clears throat> like jojoba, or I have some sweet almond oil, 
and you could use that in place of the spring water and that might be kind of fun and then and then since you're not going to be eating it you're going to be wearing it um, he might give you a different type of ingredient that would be more of something that would smell good on your skin thank you Marlon okay let me just check in here with where I'm at all right one other thing I want to do for our slumber party tonight. I hope you are relaxed and having fun. We are going to read. Every year at Samhain and Dia de los Muertos, I have two stories that I tell kind of every year I tell the story again. Um, and I just have kind of the bare bones of the story. I never write it down. Um, I just have like the outline of what the story is. And the first one is Blind Faith, which I tell every Samhain. And I'll be recording again on Samhain for all of us. And then the new one that is really one of my favorite, both of these are my favorites, is Soul Shift, um, which we record um, on the day following the Dia de los Muertos. Um, that particular story came out last year. It's up on the podcast way back as one of the first first episodes, way, way back. Um, one of my favorites now that I will be telling on Dia de los Muertos this year. But in that story, we're introduced to Claudius, who is a vampire who is very old school, um, very hardcore, um, but he's got kind of this playful, he's got the trickster energy stuff going on with him too, which is a, this is why he's coming in, which is part of our slumber party is trickster energy. And it wouldn't be a fun little slumber party without a little um, spooky story. And then this is also the perfect time of year to tell spooky stories. The other one I'm doing, um, is I'm reading as an audiobook. I've been putting up the chapters of Moxie and Roses and Thunder Rose Ranch and The Screech up on the podcast and over on YouTube for you to enjoy. And um, reading that book, I'm trying to do my best to um, use my voice appropriately for all the voices. Um, but we only have a few more chapters of that one to go. Um, probably two more recordings to the end of that one. Um, so those will all those remaining ones will be up. Those are also playlists on YouTube, so it's Moxie and Rose's audiobook, and it's also a playlist on Spotify. But Claudius, um, I just fell in love with Claudius for some reason. He just seemed kind of debonair and kind of bad boyish, <laughs> like the lost, you know, like like an like a more like an older version of like the Lost Boys, which is one of my favorite, the OG Lost Boys. I think there's a re I don't really watch these remakes, but the OG Lost Boys was one of my favorites. And he kind of seems like you know he would he would be like um, an older version of one of the Lost Boys. But um, I started writing an After Dark series for Claudius um, after I channeled in Soul Shift. And um, I've got the first three little little mini chapters here that I want to read to you now as we finish out our slumber party evening. Um, and so I'm going to get right into that. So if you want to get comfortable, get something to drink, just settle down in the dark. I've got my um, campfire by the ocean going right now. And I'm going to bring in Claudius 
And this is Claudius and the West End Coven. This we are reading from my book, my channeled book, Beltane Fire. Chapter One, Hoochie Mama, Snack Attack. Claudius was up late again, as if he ever slept at all. The best he could do was get a few winks in his coffin before he had to get up again. And tonight would be especially delicious. He had to feed, and he needed to find something. It was a charm, and one that could keep him alive, even in the brightest of daylight. He knew what the others thought of him, that he was a mean and uncaring vamp, the love em and leave em type. And most nights he would tend to agree, but there were times when he wanted something more than a bite and a one-night stand. He pushed that aside for now. He had business to attend to. He didn't like going out at this time, but it was necessary if he were to find what he was looking for. He needed to find her. He thought he had seen her around town, but one could never be too careful. It was not all the time that such a fine woman would be here, in his town, for he owned the night here. It was his and his alone. He had earned it. And all the girls in the West End Coven had been his turns, that is, except for the one that he'd wanted the most, the one that got away. His mind went back. This is our party from Soul Ship, the original story, but his mind went back to a hot, steamy party not more than a few years ago. He had turned her fast in the parking lot after he had seen her drive up on that sweet motorbike. He knew he didn't need another one to look after, but there was something about her. He couldn't get her out of his mind. It made even him hard, and it was a little more than he could handle. His blood got warm just thinking about her. Melancholy, the card had said. Just that one word and a phone number. He had never dialed that number, but he had wanted to many times. She didn't respect him like the others, but that's what drew him to her even more. She wanted no part of him, and he liked that. He pulled the blunt out of his lapel pocket, the dirt and sage strong in the hemp wrapper. He lit the tip and inhaled its strong, pungent smoke. He needed to go home, but it was hard to get back to his homeland on a whim. What would the re travel restrictions going on right now? He could always teleport home, but what was the fun in that? He didn't meet anyone, and it was lonely just going it alone. Claudius picked up his phone and dialed the phone number to the coven house. The phone picked up on the other end, and she answered, his queen of now. Tamara said hello as if she could care less. She had always been a little one-sided, mostly cared about herself, but one bite could have changed all that. Are you up for some company? Claudius said into the phone, blowing in the dust of thick sensuality in his best foreign accent. Who is this, she said. Do I know you? Quit being trite, Claudius said. You know darn well it's me, he said, blowing smoke into the microphone. Oh, Claudius, hello, Tamara said, knowing she couldn't fool him for long. How may I be of service? <clears throat> Chapter 2 Locked in <clears throat> The doorbell rang, and Tamara looked at the clock. Fashionably late again, she thought, knowing Claudius liked to make a dramatic entrance. The bell chimed again, and Tamara put her book down. 
How to Roast Someone in Five Steps or Less, was a New York Times bestseller, but Tamara didn't see the humor in it. She had roasted plenty of people, and it had taken all night sometimes. She was not amused. She rose, pulling her kimono about her tall frame and brushing back her shoulder-length blonde hair. She put some rose water fragrance around her neck and under her breast. She knew he liked to lick her there. The door opened on its own, and he entered. The room seemed to get larger around him. He had that effect on it, and everyone had, he came into contact with. Younger looking than his thousand years, Claudius almost floated through the threshold. He never needed permission here. He had created this coven and bought the historic home straight out from under that historian lady. What was her name? Melanie von Pinkerton? She had wanted the house for some sort of ladies' group, a flower club or something. He would be darned if a woman's club for flower enthusiasts would get the home. He needed it as a safe space. His last one had been torn down and all the coven girls turned back and sent packing. Those bringers of the light again. He couldn't seem to shake them, but he had done so this time, and the West End coven, carefully disguised as Miss Youngblood's home for wayward souls, had opened, and he had moved all the girls in, even bringing in his queen Tamara to run the place. He nuzzled her neck, and she flicked her wrist as the old phonograph turned on, and the vinyl disc turned against the needle as I just want to make love to you swirled around the room. They swayed together, and Claudius turned on the charm. Tamara could only resist for so long. He bit down hard, and she winced. He cupped her breast, pulling her into the velvet duvet set out on the chaise in the sitting room. He could be suave and caring, he thought, as she moaned beneath him. Oh, Claudius, Tamara said, grinding into him. My queen, Claudius said, only half serious. As Melancholy's face flashed before him, he didn't like that part of himself. He forced himself to remain present. Chapter 3. What is Love? Lights flickered on and off as the heavy thunder rolled outside. Claudius turned over and saw the clock. It was close to dawn and he needed to get home. He had spent the night with the coven girls, pulling in one at a time until he was satiated. Blood covered the front of his evening wear, and he felt giddy from it all. It wasn't the sex that turned him on the most. It was the feeling of the youth, the ability to remain this young for as long as he wanted. He liked romance like the next one, but he wanted the neck veins more than anything. After all, he had pledged his love once before, and it had only brought him trouble. He had decided to stick his neck out literally and figuratively. She had bit down hard and drank more of him than he had expected. He came hard that night, too, but when he woke, expecting to find her there and hoping to take her home and let her sleep in the soil next to him, she was gone. Nothing but a lipstick note on the napkin from the dastardly duo pub. He didn't like her lipstick color. It made his heart beat faster and then he had needed to quell the erection again. He didn't even know her name, but in that one moment, when their eyes met, he thought he knew all about it, how they would end up together. He had forgotten, over the several thousand years of his life, that this is what had gotten him into trouble in the first place. He had worn his heart on his sleeve. 
Well, no more of that, he had vowed, and since then he only took on girls that held no real affection for him. That was until melancholy. He had to find her, he thought, as he pulled the card from his breast pocket. Tamara had showered and was shooing him out of her bedroom. She had a seance to perform. She pecked him lightly on the cheek, knowing full well he was the best lover she had ever known. She would never tell him that. Claudius hurried out of the coven house into the dark interior of the car. His driver had gone home, tired of waiting, and the keys dangled in the ignition. Claudius roared the engine of the McLaren and was home in record time. Sinking his tired body down into the dank soil, visions of melancholy haunted his already haunted dreams. Dun, dun, dun. Will Claudius find melancholy? Does it really matter? I don't know. I channeled those a long time ago, and I was like, do I want to keep this book going? And I really think I do. I really like him. I, I like his, um, I think there's like somewhere there's still a good heart in there. Um, but I want to see how that all plays out. And somewhere he plays into the bringers of the light. Um, it originally put this coven house in Oakwood which is part of the Bringers of the Light series. And he was supposed to go up against Dakar and Abigail at some point, and we just haven't channeled that in. Um, but I did want to start sharing these um, chapters with you as I bring them in. Um, you know, just see where, see where this all goes. So I think that is all I have for our slumber party. I'm anxious. I'm not anxious, but I'm excited to see what's going to happen with our potion. And maybe you might want to go to sleep with your nightlight on tonight. Um, I've, I don't know, Claudius. I'm trying to think, like, is he scary? Like, if he showed up, would I, be, I don't think I'd be scared. I think I'd be more intrigued by Claudius. Well, he has shown up, otherwise I wouldn't have channeled him in. But he's never been anything but respectful in terms of, you know, his energy when he's around. Um, so I'm just kind of intrigued by his story and kind of excited to hear more. So I think my left set is all for now. I'm going to tuck up in my little sleeping bag. And we will be back again for Sunday morning breakfast. And I will be working with Seastar, broadcasting live at WBAT, 44 a.m. from the Rockaway Point Lighthouse with our energy story for the week ahead. So I'm really excited to be hanging out there in one of my favorite spaces, Rockaway Point. And so I will see you all again for the next episode. Take care.